This episode of Willits Pod is brought to you by ZeroSax.com. Because when Orlando Brown Jr. says to put it on a fucking t-shirt, you put it on a fucking t-shirt. That's ZeroSax.com, baby. I would like a do-over on um, a, a lot of things, including the wagers that I put down on a Sunday afternoon, but not the um, last score field goal. Um, that one actually put us over the top for, for coming out ahead on the Super Bowl. So this is Willits Pod. And, and Britt, I'm proud to say that uh, we closed out our season of, of Not a Football Podcast Gambling with, uh, and Britt's gone. Uh, she's not going to find out that we came ahead with $66 in profit for the year. We can never repeat that. Um, yeah, it <laughs> would have been a lot more, and, and I'd be able to, to give Britt more than um, $16.50 um, in, in future times. Um, had, had the Eagles um, not – it was a penalty, but that's a shitty way to end a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm Jesse. Britt's here. Uh, Britt from the internet. We are also joined today – by um i should introduce you one at a time so eeny meeny miny that's a terrible way to pick i'm pointing at a screen but it actually landed on Susie. so Susie, say say hello Susie's here hi I, i'm Susie. i i too live in the internet yeah <laughs> and and last but certainly not least uh first alphabetically among today's uh show appears uh it's adrian from the internet I also live in the internet and you guys live in my phone, which is really convenient because I bring my phone everywhere. So that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, you right now are a, a blue, uh, you're a, a very bright white guy on a blue background um, <laughs> in my life. Yeah. That's, that pretty much sums my life up. I think really white guy on a blue background. Perfect. <laughs> Beautifully said. Yeah, you are wearing a you are wearing a blue sweatshirt right now. And now I have to look at your at your Twitter because I'm not I'm not wrong. You are on a a blue background. Is that a picture of you? It is. It's uh, that is a picture of that. Yeah, it looks like you. Okay, it is a send up of sorts. Letters here. Yeah, Uh, the letters say. Well, perhaps you could read them out for us, Jesse. It's funnier when you say it. Go dog ass. Close to doo-doo ass. Doo-doo ass. <laughs> it's funny when I say doo-doo ass. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's probably funny when everyone says it, but uh, well, let's, yeah, let's it's a uh, around and, and we can all try it. Doo-doo ass. Doo-doo ass. <laughs> That's very thoughtful. <laughs> I feel like this has gotten very, very meta suddenly of like the the existential meaning uh, behind Twitter profiles and and the the broader ecosystem on some level. I would be very embarrassed to explain the significance of doo ass in my online presence. I'm sure that Jesse and Suze might already know this. Britt, we have never had the pleasure, but. <clears throat> It was late September, perhaps early October of 2020. 
you know, everyone's sitting at home. Air's poisonous. Can't go outside. Might kill you. I have a, what is it? I have a six month old. So the air inside is probably going to kill me as well. Sorry, really had not much choice. <laughs> anyway, our, our, uh, our esteemed former president goes to hospital with the bug. And uh, I remember that he almost died. That was really cool. Yeah, he can't have everything. Um, but Pretty we, shining moment. It would have been a tremendous day on the internet where we all live. Um, but <laughs> I was, it was like a Friday afternoon and I was sitting in my sitting in my chair in the living room pretending to work and someone with a with a verified account tweeted in that very david roth trump voice that we all know and love um i gotta tell my kid to lay down um anyway someone tweets in that that david roth president trump voice that we all learn to know and love about how the very good people at the mcdonald's near walter reed brought mcdonald's to his room and it was very delicious so whatever like one of those very trumpy tweets <clears throat> but it was from uh, a verified account that was not the president's but they had changed their profile picture and, and display name to look like the president so with the verified check mark it was all very funny for you know 47 seconds until you realize it's not him and then it's even funnier <laughs> and at the time for reasons that still remain unknown i had it uh, a verified account, like a real one, not one that you pay for. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, a handful of followers, nothing on, you know, especially the, the people on the top row of my screen, Jesse and Suze, I know you guys have big audiences. I did not. Uh, and so I sent this person a DM and I was like, like, how long did you leave that up there before? Cause a, a little, a little seed had started to germinate in the back of my tiny little brain. I said, how long did you leave that up there before you felt like you needed to delete it? And and she wrote back and she was like, oh, I, my palms were sweaty immediately. I deleted it within like 10 seconds. I deleted it. You know, I, I switched my shit back. And I was like, because I've been thinking for a while that like the funniest way to sacrifice, you know, your verified account when you, you all you do is shit post on it is to just be the president. Like this guy, he sucks. Like let's... <laughs> Like, don't you think? And she's like, oh, yeah. You, she's like, you get. No, she didn't tell me that. She said, do it with two devices. Like, change, like, set the tweet up, ready to send, change your change your profile picture and on your phone, send the tweet, and then change it straight back on your phone. I was like, damn, that's pretty good. All right. You've done this before. And she had. And, <laughs> and so I was like, all right. So, you know, I changed all my shit on my phone and my laptop's on my lap. Company property too. I'm glad they didn't find about, out about that. Um, and so I queued up the tweet and I changed my profile picture and everything. And I sent, I got doo doo ass in the helicopter <laughs> because he had been, he had been airlifted to Walter Reed <clears throat> and it, it like jumped, it jumped off pretty quick. Like I had, I had like, you know, maybe 5,000 followers, pretty, pretty small change. And I just like let it go, and it probably got like seven or so did he. It probably got like eight or ten retweets before I changed it back, and then people figured it out. And like I followed up a reply with like, "What a weird!" Like I took a screenshot and I posted the screenshot in the replies. I was like, "That was a weird glitch, huh?" Made my made me show up as the president anyway. So I, everyone thought it was tremendously funny. 
And you know what happens when you get a little bit of an audience, you want to keep dancing. So I did it. (laughs) Maybe that was a Wednesday. And I did it on the Friday for a second time to great, you know, again, great response. I think this time it was, oh, it was when he took the presidential limo for a drive, you know, against the wishes of all his health care advisors. And I think it was, I got doo-doo ass in the limo or in the beast, (laughs) like one of those. <laughs> and again, you know, oh, dance more, dance more, do it again. And, you know, the adrenaline's like pumping because Twitter is the best friend I have. And if I lose access to this horrific website, then what, what, what else will I have in my life apart from, you know, a young baby and a good job and shoes? Anyway, so. Yeah, but that's like that. Yeah, well, I don't get any serotonin from any of them. So the the following Monday, he gets released from hospital and he goes home and he has his unmasked press conference at the White House, at the lectern or whatever, at the podium in front of all these people. And so I just, it was, it was a Monday morning. It was like noon mountain time. I remember that because I had a physical therapy appointment right after it. And I just teed it up on my phone again and I let it fly. I had doo-doo ass at the podium. And within, like, I got, to, I got to, ref- I got to refresh. No, I changed my shit back, and I got to refresh once. Like, it was down in, like, not, not the tweet. My account was down in thirty seconds flat. Like, just, boom. and I was like refreshing, and it's, it gives me like the error message. I'm like, oh, and I switched to my burner, which is actually the first Twitter account I ever had. <clears throat> I switch over to it on my phone and that works. I'm like, oh, so it's not the site. And I went to my profile and it said, you know, this user has been suspended. And I was like, oh, and then like people cottoned on and realized that like I'd been nuked, you know, for the the third offense or whatever. And everyone's talking about free free Adrian and like... It's you the flew best, too close best. to the sun. Uh, well, yeah, well, no, I mean, I flew into the sun. You flew into the sun. I think also, you know, it's it's um, it's the classic rule that, uh, you know, you do do to us, you got to stop after number two. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get to number three. Yeah. That's a disaster waiting to happen as evidence. But uh, yeah, it was, and I, and I, and now my legacy, now my lasting Twitter legacy that and 25 cents will buy you a quarter is doo doo ass. Like it used to be mozzarella sticks and now it's doo doo ass. You know, I wish that I could also tell. So a natural transition, mozzarella sticks to doo doo ass. So yeah, I guess they do go hand in hand and perfectly right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the end. <laughs> Speaking of uh, yes, you, you have to milk it and and dance as as much as you can for that internet fame. Susie and I both uh, two of as voted by the fans, two of the greatest tweeters in in Rocky's history. Yes, um, tournament. I, I was the winner of of Rocky's Twitter tournament too. Um, I'm I'm proud to say, and and always will be. Congratulations. Um, it was the, the first time that I really hemorrhaged followers over a bit, and I'm proudest <laughs> of that, that I got rid of a whole bunch of humorless dicks. Um, <laughs> um, how did you end up as part of Rocky's Twitter in the first place? I would also like to know. Okay. Um, 
I've What's always... your villain origin story on this? All right. <laughs> we, we can go back real far and, and you know, the the story on, on, like, my interaction with the Rockies going back to 93. I had family in Denver. They sent me stuff, like, before the Rockies even played a game. Like, the first day of school, I think, in 92, I wore Rocky stuff to school in New York for, like, the first day of fifth or sixth grade. Um... So they've always had a soft spot. Um, that did not apply when I was uh, writing for the Sporting News. Um, and the Rockies were god-awful in the early 2010s, before their really, really good time in the mid-2010s when they employed me. Um, and I was tweeting, like, one Simpsons, uh, fr- one Frankie screen per team um, as a sort of a season preview thing. And for the Rockies, I did, of course, it, it has circled back around to this. Um, Ned Flanders' parents sitting there saying, we've tried nothing and we're all out of ideas, man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Rockies off-season, other Rockies off-season. Oh. Um, so that got some traction. Um but the funny thing about it was that, like, I was also then kind of like, I'm sorry at Rockies. I like, I like you guys are like the one good thing about this team. Um, and like through that over time, like kind of like developed a Twitter relationship with Julian, uh, Julian Valentin, who, who ran the Rockies um, social media operations and, and truly was the best thing about that organization. Um and bless him for walking out of there. Um, Susie, you can say, I, I, I'll say whatever. Um, but whatever. Um, uh, you know, it just, it seems like he's got a great job now. The people who do it yeah. now are great though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, he was, he was awesome at it and he did a lot to like bring people together too, which of course like we don't do anymore because of COVID. Yeah. What's and, that? and he brought me, um, he brought me on to write a column monthly in the scorecard magazine, um, which I did for three years and it was just a blast and a dream come true. So it was during that time that, uh, that I was particularly active on Rocky's Twitter. Um, and I'm and, sure the yard goats helped, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was your, your connection at the time. That's my, as well. that's my villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> the East Coast takeover of the uh, of the Colorado Rockies. It's like the the it's not a reverse Hank Scorpio. It's a parallel universe kind of Hank Scorpio situation where you and I are Hank Scorpio. I I hate to say this, but I don't you know don't what that means. Okay, That's I'm fine. trying to connect the dots here, Jesse. I'm, Hank Scorpio. The, I'm in the hammock district though so yeah that, we should all just go to the hammock district we'll see marianne she's she'll even get in the hammock with you. Um, <laughs> even if you've never watched the simpsons i i would i would say check out the uh the episode um with hank scorpio i can't remember it, it uh, you only move you only move twice is that the name yeah, of the I episode think that's what it is yeah simpsons episode yeah, you only so. move twice um Bond parody, uh, Homer gets a job at, uh, you do know who Homer Simpson is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he and his family, the Simpsons live in Springfield, 
um, yeah. most of the time. Um, Homer gets a job, uh, a job offer because he is the second most senior. Uh, I won't give away because, in, in fact, the the way that the most senior person turns down Hank Scorpio is uh, one of the best Simpsons jokes, um, just like under the radar ones um, that that I love. Um, yeah. With with Smithers there. <laughs> um, anyway, glad you glad you enjoyed the reference there, Sus. Yeah, that was yeah. great. I like totally get it now too. Thank you. <laughs> Hank Scorpio at the end of that episode buys the Denver Broncos for Homer Simpson after taking over the East Coast because he's the Bond villain guy. Um, oh, that's so fun. We oh, as the gosh. East Coast villains. I'm sorry, I lost track of what I was explaining in the middle of explaining it and, and started thinking happy <laughs> thoughts about the Hammock District and how great that episode of The Simpsons is. Um a show oh, that the Denver Broncos. Who did he want? <laughs> he he mentioned the team that he did want, didn't he? I can't remember. Yes, he was. did. He did. It was it was the Cowboys. Uh, let's see. You the Cowboys. moved twice. Season eight. The funniest thing about talking about Rocky's villain or origin stories is that I feel like the Rockies are my villain origin story. If you ask me when I'm about twelve years old, so that's the whole separate. You had one time. I needed you to beat the Atlanta Braves. One stinky time. I will go to my grave with that. Oh, oh my gosh! So this, I didn't, I didn't know that this podcast was a. Please raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by the Colorado Rockies. Oh, I didn't even do mine yet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I have one. I have. A legitimate grievance with the fucking Colorado Rockies. Oh wait, Not I really. think I know I, your grievance. Beyond the on-field product. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't pay attention to that. That's just like a societal. I just go for the big beers. Um, I mean, it's not that big of a grievance, really. I did. What was it? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, like the spring of twenty nineteen. I did my citizenship bureaucracy bullshit after being here for five years, and um, it was on like a Tuesday. And there was a six o'clock game on the Tuesday and the ceremony was at like one. And you know, months in advance, the government does that, lets you know months and months in advance when your thing is going to be. So I had plenty of time to think about it. And I don't know what made me, I don't know what made me come to the conclusion, but I looked up the schedule and I was like, oh, cool. There's a, there's a Rockies game on that night. Maybe we were thinking about how to, to celebrate or whatever. And Maybe I should have just gone back to work. That would have been, you know, a good way to end the day is to do my job. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah. In hindsight, yeah, fuck that. Um, so I started bugging. Him. I still had this. I still had the verified account. This was the pre pre doo ass days. Um, so I just like started getting in the the uh, verified mentions column of the whoever was running Rocky Social, and and I just kept asking him. I was real nice about it you know, do you think I can come and throw the first pitch? Like I'm becoming a citizen. Wouldn't that be sick? Like having a brand new, brand new American throw out the first pitch, whatever. And I was laying it on real thick. And then I was, you know, I was trying to get, you know, recruit others, probably, you know, at least two of you to, you know, to, to beg the Rockies to let me throw out the first pitch and just like silence, like didn't even want to like play banter or whatever. It was just like absolutely ignored me to the point where I'm absolutely positive that they had me on mute. And so I just started like walking home from 
because I would ride back from I would ride to Boulder and back from Union Station for work, and then on the way back from Union Station to my apartment, I would walk out of my way to go past Coors Field, and like I'd tweet a photo and be like, "Rockies at Rockies, let me pitch, let me throw out the first pitch," and like no one ever engaged with it, and like. You know, people people would get into the Rockies like, "Come on, man, let him pitch." And and one guy who lives in Phoenix, uh, Clue Haywood. I don't know if any of you are uh, you know so uh, familiar with the account. Yeah, familiar with him. Um, he lives in Phoenix, and apparently he has the Diamondbacks following him. And he was like, "If the Rockies won't let you pitch, we're going to figure it out with the Diamondbacks, and I'll fly you down here to to do it." And I was like, "I don't think this is going to work out," and I don't know how I would explain at home that I was flying to Phoenix, uh, uh, a a mid fifties man from the internet is flying me to Phoenix to take me to a baseball game and I'm flying back the next day. I I don't think I could have like, Alex is a very patient woman. That sounds like the head up to a 2020 episode. Yeah. I would never have come back. Like Alex is a very patient woman and she doesn't understand the, you know, you can have friends from Twitter, which I mean, sometimes I don't understand it either, but, um, I don't, but she's very, you know, if I say, oh, there's a, you know, Twitter friend is in town. I'm going to go grab a beer. And she's like, all right, go have, go have fun with your friends from Twitter. All right, whatever. She doesn't care. But I think that scenario would have just maybe been the deal breaker. Like, oh, okay. So you're never coming back. You're coming back in a body bag. Like, <laughs> far worse things have happened in Phoenix. Yeah. Or Glendale. <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> So Specifically you, this weekend. Yeah, this this is your opportunity. Yeah. Have, you asked in, in the pre-show uh, DM if if uh, cursing and screaming into the abyss were uh, allowed. We, we have <laughs> certainly uh, not just allowed, but encouraged. Um, please yeah. go... Go ahead. What what uh, what ground your gears the most? Ground my gears the most. Uh, do you mean to just like walk through my whole weekend? Yes. So I get to Phoenix. I get there Wednesday afternoon. Okay, fly in. I, I'm staying with a friend. I see some of my coworkers are down there for the Super Bowl itself. I'm just down there to vibe and like try to get into the game. And I, yeah, so it was like a fun little bender for the past like several days. But then getting closer to game time, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to get a ticket. And, but things would have to go down to like a much lower price and things just weren't going down. And I was like, well, I guess I could stick it out and I don't know, go to some party. All of the party options are terrible, but maybe I mentioned this to you guys before in the chat. Maybe I didn't. Guy Fieri's Super Bowl party. $900 a ticket. What guy Fieri? Wow. What fan has $900 in in Arizona? Dude. Wow. It's not like it's not like you got to be paying the wow. LA venue that you're holding the party in, you know, for for what? This hey. is Glendale. There's room everywhere. Nothing in Arizona is worth $900. Um so that that, that definitely grinded my gears and then I, I called it Sunday morning so I flew back I was like okay tickets aren't going to go down and I made the right call they didn't and also that game would have actually killed me but yeah we had some oh my god I think I think Guy Fieri may be the most mad this weekend 
He said well, the, we actually have line. him as a special guest. He's uh, he's in the green room waiting to come on. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Where? straight from Flavortown. <laughs> Listen, this was a very Ohio Super Bowl. Also, he's an Ohio guy. The Kelsey brothers, Ohio guys. Oh, yeah. They played at Cincinnati. They're they're strike against him. Yeah. He's the opposite of a sentient sweater vest, though. He's <laughs> quite that circle. <laughs> Do you guys like Ohio? I love Ohio. I I like um uh, as a as a location, as an educational institution, there's uh, it sort of depends on on Cleveland. How we're Cleveland going is lovely. Cleveland is actually an extremely yeah, cool place. Thank you guys for I'm saying this. Yes. Saying this unironically. I like Cleveland very much. Um, yeah, Cincinnati no. has wonderful bridges out of it towards Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, and then you get to Newport and beyond that, you don't have a lot in Kentucky for a while. Not yeah. until you get to Louisville. <clears throat> but you are no longer in Cincinnati, which uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I love many things about Cincinnati. Um, the the downtown area and the actual um, location and layout and um, uh, all star game weekend bed bugs um, <laughs> really put me off the city for, forever. Yeah. So oh, yeah. no, that'll do it. Yeah, that would that yeah. will do it. Yeah. You know what? You know it's so I, I worry. I worry about Cincinnati. They love Pete Rose so much. And they really do. not a good dude. No, it's it's unsettling because it's a little bit like um, I don't know. Like I don't feel like say Tiger fans are that defensive of like Ty Cobb or like any of these other like historically terrible people in baseball. Like I feel like most of them do not get aggressively defended in quite the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Pete Rose. And like also all the Trevor Bauer guys. Yeah. That's a, that's whole, a different that's a thing. I'm not trying to get sued by <laughs> anyone except Pete Rose today. Well, there is. <laughs> I would be, I would be not very transparent if I didn't mention that I did live in Cincinnati last year. So I, I wouldn't want anyone who knows that to listen to the pod and say, wait a minute. He was suspiciously silent over there. Um, <laughs> I, Again, will come I, to think... the def- I will come to the defense of Cincinnati. I understand why it catches what it catches because uh, the entire state that it lives in gets the same shit. But um, yeah, my partner's family's from there. We moved back there summer of 21 to try and uh, take advantage of her parents being there for free childcare more than anything. And the cost of living, my uh, sub Denver salary was not really you know, covering as much. So I figured maybe it'd stretch a little further in Cincinnati. Spoiler alert. Didn't. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so we, we, we came back of course, but um, yeah, I, I think it was, had I moved there when I was like 28 or 30 and not 36 with a toddler and there's a pandemic also, it probably would have been a very different story. Like the few times I went downtown, it was a fun time. Newport over in Kentucky is cool. Um, the airport is a motherfucker to get out of. Like no one flies in and out there except frontier. So if you're trying to get anywhere, you got to go through Atlanta. Um, but other than that, like 
I very much enjoyed the ability to go and have a dollar seventy five yingling. Like, yes. where else can I get a beer for a buck seventy five in this country? You Not did. very many places anymore. So that was yeah. that was good. You know what? I always that's fair. That's I a- always think of Cincinnati for a weird reason. I think of Cincinnati as kind of like the New Orleans of Ohio. You can have open containers. You can walk <laughs> around with alcohol. I'm like, okay, like now y'all can you where? I yeah, never knew about the that. You're the ballpark. Definitely. Oh, you're around the ballpark. ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know but, that. Yeah, I know that strip. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was like, damn, you guys saw um, me take I think my... The, the tourism... Go ahead, Britt. The, the tourism commission should should get on the uh, the New Orleans of Ohio, because I think that could really... <laughs> that could do some numbers on the some southern part and, and along and the river. and whatnot. Exactly. You know, you're you're getting it. You're getting it. Um, uh, at Ohio, <laughs> hire me. I am your marketing <laughs> genius. <laughs> my, my last interaction with Ohio's marketing department was uh, me seeing a billboard that Ohio, the state of Ohio, put up in Brooklyn, <laughs> and me uh, sticking my middle finger up uh, because I was wearing black gloves that had a white tip. So it really did look like my middle finger was the uh, the black. Uh, I uh, in Ohio. Where you? That's always off? fascinated me. Is is the and I understand it, you know. But it, it's always fascinated me, like seeing a billboard for a different place in the pla- to the place that you're in. Like, I feel like I went through an airport recently, and it had a great big banner from Missouri. And we were not near, it might've been Providence or something. Like it was not near Missouri at all. I'm like, what is it that makes these state tourism departments say, you know what we need, you know, what's going to fix our tourism is a big banner in the tunnel between the plane and the terminal in fucking Providence. Like who makes these decisions? So the Illinois tourism board or whatever it is, they did that middle of everywhere campaign last year, I think, maybe the year before, I think it was last year, uh, they took over every ad space in the train station where I get off to go to my office. <laughs> every ad space. Column wraps on every column, every bill post, like, you know, poster on the, um, like the walls of the platforms, everything. The entire station was an advertisement for the state of Illinois in San Francisco. Uh, who Who is standing in downtown San Francisco looking at Jane Lynch, like menacing them with a corn dog and going, you know what? You know what? She has a point. Like what? I just, I'm absolutely with you that I want to understand like what the thought well, process I, is. Here. I similarly would like to know who is uh, driving on the bridge over the rail yard between um, Sunnyside and Astoria um, and thinking, you know what? I should join the San Francisco Police Department. <laughs> I don't. Wait, what? Yeah. Really? Like a recruitment that is a, board? An actual billboard you, that I have seen. Uh, it is currently that, that billboard is most frequently uh, and I, I believe currently home to a billboard depicting Mr. Met enjoying a go-karting uh, experience. Uh, but at some point in time, it, it has been advertised wow. for the SFPD. Mr. Matt. That just contains multitudes there. Wow. Like an onion. It's a complicated billboard. 
It's a complicated, a complicated guy. <laughs> these uh, and podcast. see both of these ads proving <laughs> outdoor ads memorable. Uh, get a yeah. lot of bang for your buck. Here I am, years, yeah. you know, yeah. at, at least a year later, thinking about the SFPD trying to recruit me um, via billboard, okay. failing miserably. That's not the point. Um, but hey, for the SFPD, it means that you're thinking about that billboard and you're not thinking about the murder robots uh, or the extrajudicial killings. So, you know, that's a win the for that. Yeah, that's a PR win. It does give us enough to think about on yeah. those fronts. Um, okay uh, no and nypd has not proposed murder robots yet yeah we are innovating in san francisco okay we are we are uh disrupting the extrajudicial murder industry we just send people to the offshore death island um which san francisco yeah turned into a museum many years ago we still have ours and if you fly into LaGuardia, you can see it fly right over it you out one side prison death island out the other side Mets baseball um, which America which one's which yeah <laughs> that, that is the question what, isn't it what delicious torture and uh, like now I'm just thinking about human rights violations god I love spending my Monday nights doing that um but what kind of enjoy mine with torture is, lies, though. Like, <laughs> you imagine you're in the prison yard and you'll look up and there's like a passenger jet just flying out like oh, i'm in here for the rest of my life and i'm just watching a bunch of people fly to canada or something I don't to, know. Be fair, I don't know. to be fair rikers is not that kind of prison where you go for the rest of your life i don't know that they have a yard that actually would allow people outside hmm. um and but it's only oh, supposed good. to be the, i can't it, see it's that. only perfect yeah it's, it's only it's jail it's, it's not fine. prison the, the prisons are, are outside the city um but yeah it, it could be the rest of your life because uh people die there a people lot records yeah um, it sucks. Oh. Wow, this took a turn. This did take such a turn. <laughs> yeah, this this could have all this could have all all been better if if James Badbury could have kept his fucking hands to himself. Um, <laughs> this could have all been an email. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh that. That stings. I that stings. Oh, oh, stop. No. <laughs> that stings because what could have been an email um, is is baseball's new rules. And, in fact, I think many baseball games, like, there's at least 60 Rockies games this year that could be an email. <laughs> um, but I feel like 60 is, is generous. I mean, there's going to be some games where people do – fantastic and like superhuman things against them. Um, yeah. That that's true. I don't know that's if you true. and there is always the potential for just the general course field shenanigans. Yeah, I love covering the Rockies because almost every game at Course Field <laughs> is one of the weirdest baseball games you've ever seen. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched many as a Giants fan. I've watched many baseball mm-hmm. games uh, occurring at Coors Field, and every time somehow it surprises yeah. me. I'm like, I didn't think that was a thing I was going to see today. It's just really yeah. the the innovation in the field of what the hell is happening. It's really really impressive. That's why I stay watching the Rockies. 
it's so, so frustrating that the Rockies are organizationally what they are because Coors is so weird. Like, they should be the Rays. They should be doing, like, the crazy, funky shit, and the Rays should be trotting out nonsense garbage, barely even trying in their stupid try to get other teams to move to this stadium stadium that they now want to move away from. Um, <laughs> it's not fair yeah. uh, that we live in, in this universe where the Rockies and Rays have been swapped from their rightful karmic existences. It's um, like a, and I'm mad about it. Yeah. It's like a freaky Friday situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's How not we, supposed to be like this. Yeah, Cause the, the real, yeah, the real inexplicable agents of chaos should absolutely be the ones that are playing baseball on the moon, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. there, there's not a better setup for that than than that. Unless... Um, and it is also a beautiful stadium, too. So it's, like, just a shame that, like, a really nice game day experience is uh, hampered by the quality of the product on the hey, field. It's never a dull moment. <laughs> are there any parts of Tampa that are below sea level? Could we get them to build a, a new park there, or should we just get them to move to New Orleans? I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually look this up. I mean, if you if you want them to be like washed away in a hurricane or something, your best bet is to have them uh, build a stadium on one of the uh, the keys on one of the the small islands dotting the coast. Why not go uh, get washed away with great frequency? Put a stadium in Cuba. They probably have one. Give them another I stadium. They have several. Yeah, they have. They must have some. They have a. They have a league, right? Like a full baseball league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Or move the race to Puerto Rico. They tried to do that with a Canadian team. Puerto- no, but Puerto Rico deserves better than that. <laughs> well. There's a, there's a lot of deserves. like I feel like culturally we have harmed Puerto Rico enough without twisting the rays on them. <laughs> yeah, but then what do we do with them? I think the moon sounded good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them ten years and they'll be in the ocean. Like, what difference does it make? Then the, oh, <laughs> then yeah. the two leagues will be mismatched. You'd have to push another team into the sea so i would nominate i don't know i'm not trying to make enemies here well i mean the, the <laughs> i would never I'll the say it, are I'll in say a situation it, uh, the, i was just gonna say the a's don't want to be a baseball team so we can just relieve well, them I mean, of not that. only do they yeah, not want to be a baseball yeah. team but like their their stadium situation is such that um i even wrote about this uh like four years ago, maybe uh, when I was freelancing for deal breaker, um, they were talking about building a new stadium in a place that, yeah, that place is going to be underwater too. The Oakland Coliseum is definitely going to be underwater, but like all the places that they want to do anything in Oakland are kind of near the water. And all of those places will be underwater. The only team that's not going to be underwater. It's going to be, it's going to be the Rockies only. They're the only ones who are going to be, they'll be at sea level in a few years. They're playing the long game. Oh, nice little waterfront, waterfront exactly. ballpark. I like it. Just keep treading at 500 exactly. until all it turns up Rockies. 
Every, <laughs> everything's coming up Rockies, including the sea level. There we go. There we go. Until Salt Lake City I, I will say, with, comes on in. The one thing with the A's stadium situation is that I think Howard Terminal, where they're still kind of theoretically attempting to put a stadium, is actually potentially a very cool location. There's zero chance they actually pull it off the way they need to, even if they do finally get approval to do it on the whole nine yards. There is, there is zero chance that they actually make it work. It, they could, and it could be extremely cool, but none of the plans that I've seen really address, like, how do you get people to and from said stadium in, like, a meaningful way, which seems kind of critical um, in light of the everything and the fact that one of the major appeals of their existing falling down stadium is the fact that it literally has a train station attached to it. I mean, as, as a train person, um, <laughs> I, I fully agree. You should build, build your stadiums near trains. Um, and that is, Oh man, the giant's park. What a delight. What a dream. I need to go back. Does Joey Bart do anything with Bart? Um, he has not yet, but uh, I'm I'm waiting, waiting patiently. Get pan out and make that. Happen. We we have we have enjoyed so many puns despite his uh, thus far brief and not wildly successful career. But I just want the opportunity to make more jokes. Frankly, I was in the subway uh, last week and getting off at, at second Avenue on the F train. If you go to one end of it, it's second Avenue and Houston street. Um, the other end of it is first Avenue and Houston street, but the South side of, uh, when South side of Houston street, uh, first Avenue becomes Allen street. So there's a sign there that says exit Allen street, Houston street. So it says Allen Houston right there. And somehow the entire time that, he was on the next. I'm sure that that I mean that subway exit has been there for uh, you know 90 years since that station opened. The streets have been the same. How did I never notice that Allen Houston were the streets and, and Allen Houston was just just miserable missed opportunity missed opportunity by me a miserable failure by the Knicks to have never had Allen Houston do anything involving Houston Street, which is like. A significant street, like the street that gives its name to Soho and NoHo. In in their defense, though, the Knicks are fairly accustomed to being failures, so like they probably didn't even notice. Yeah, he could have been. Yeah, it almost would have been weirder if they had not dropped the ball. Right, Soho, NoHo, (laughs) and AllHo. That's a miss for the city of New York. Like, yeah, it really is. The big, the big Apple dropped the ball on that one. Could have been Pair him up with uh, with Thrillho. It's another Simpsons joke. I'm sorry, Susie. I'm I'm Thrillho. Like, I don't usually make that many Simpsons jokes, but it's um, it's a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a Simpsons podcast? I still lot. don't know where I am. This is a podcast. <laughs> It's not not a football podcast because <laughs> um, we haven't done that since November, and and we've now closed the the deal, the circle on our um, on our betting. Um, 
<laughs> with, with that Super Bowl and and the the key picks of uh, last score field goal and defensive touchdown, yes, um, which um, out outweighed all of the things like Patrick Mahomes two hundred seventy five plus yards, Eagles one money line. Um, The, the smartest I, I did have, and 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 I w- want to continue to say this, if it's not evident that our final total for the year was up $66, um, the extremely low-stakes gambling is so much goddamn fun and made that game, which was already <laughs> a tremendous game, just a fantastic game. But yeah. one of the things that I bet was like, okay, here's a... a way parlay that I bet like a dollar on so I, I won like four dollars off of this was uh, Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown, Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown, and both teams to score more than 14 and a half points. That thing cashed in like the second quarter. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like real quick. Delightful! <laughs> most of the lose is like you know in in this case i did put our entire like 53 dollar stake on the line but we came out ahead at 66 so um i'll take yeah. it so yeah. there we go um that that was the extremely successful super bowl that was the other thing that i wanted to go back to was uh cincinnati and a positive thing to say about um the city of spaghetti on uh, spaghetti and chili, uh, which honestly um, gets a bad rap because it sounds as disgusting as it looks. Um, And yet a gigantic um, don't knock it if, unless you've tried it Um, also in, in the vein of you might still not like it um, if you don't like the particular (laughs) flavor that is Cincinnati chili. Um, Even the I people who live there, it's, it's divisive. Like, yeah. I um, when when you, do you guys even know why it's called chili? Because it's it's a doozy of a story. I don't think why I'm aware chili of is that. called chili, or why the particular Cincinnati version is why these called Cincinnati chili, despite looking chili. like it. Yeah, okay, I'm here to hear this because it's yeah. No, listen, I got an like the Macedonian is, immigrants or something, right? It's all about the American dream. Okay, so the Macedonian immigrants, they all found themselves in Cincinnati a very long time ago. And they're they're just starting to kind of learn English. And they're learning some words. And they're like, ooh, like this sauce that we make, this meat sauce, this is kind of like chili. So they just started calling it chili. But it's a tomato, it's a sauce. It's a, a sauce, and that's why they put it on pasta. So like people are like, ugh chili on spaghetti how could they they were just immigrants fucking around learning english having a good time beautiful that actually makes the whole thing so much more appealing I finally made it make sense i had to go to cincinnati in person to figure this out <laughs> yeah for me it was i love regular it. chili I'm, though i'm a big oh, go, go, go ahead, ahead. No, go, go ahead no you're good Okay. I, I just I, want to endorse regular chili, like with some noodles mixed into it. Chili Mac, it's fucking great. Like, stop acting like this is weird just because their chili yeah. is a weird brown sauce that 
yeah, if you saw it outside the context of being on top of spaghetti or a hot dog and, and even then underneath a mountain of cheddar cheese, you would think that it was a chemical waste spill. Sure. And you have every <laughs> right to think that. But the taste is, you know, it's, it's a 50-50. It's not like fucking St. Louis pizza. Pizza. Which, <laughs> which is a zero one hundred. Yeah. I'm a, so, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big skyline guy. And, you know, again, oh my, you know, my partner's from Cincinnati. And so when we met out here, there was a, in, in Denver, they used to have a, a thing in the park during, you know, spring through fall food, like a ton of food trucks downtown. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it probably doesn't matter. In the grand They have food and but, trucks. Yeah. They put food in trucks. Now it's crazy. You can't get it out though; it's stuck in there. What a world! Uh, it's a terrible design, but they're they're figuring it out. Um, and there was a there was a, a food truck called Natty Dogs, and it was you know Cincinnati chili and cheese conies and whatever. And and I sent Alex a text one day. I was like, "Oh, there's a um, there's a Cincinnati chili truck down here at, at Civic Center Park. Should I get it?" And she's like, "No, like your first time has to be." in cincinnati otherwise it's just not the same i'm like mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense because mm-hmm. i didn't have a cheesesteak until i went to philly for the first time like i was also determined correct. to have it right in, in philly yeah so we went the correct answer yeah we went like eight months later to cincinnati and and she's like do you want to go to skyline i was like fuck yeah i do so we we, we go to this restaurant and it, i didn't know what to expect but it's not a it's it's very it's like quick service, like it's it's fast food, and I didn't realize it was going to be fast food. I just knew it was a chain. Do you think like white so tabletop service? Not quite. Brown, Are you brown thinking like a Panera place. kind of situation. Yeah, Is that more I don't like? Know. Like, yeah, maybe. It's but like if a Panera and a McDonald's had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, God, that's <laughs> my stomach is just turning. Um, it's not yeah. sexy. What? All right. Oh, skyline just. Never mind. Don't draw a picture of it. But you know, right. they so, they treated me to the. They found out it was my first time. The server came over and uh, and you know found out it was my first time. And she's like, "You want the whole experience?" I'm like, "Yeah." So she brings me this huge bib that says it's my first time at Skyline or whatever. I'm just, I presume it's for babies. No. And I was like, "How much do I order?" And Alex is like, "Well, I don't know. It's like this big, and this is and that." So I ordered the the four way, which is spaghetti, chili, onions, and cheese, like the four ingredients. And like a three way is without the onions, and makes sense. And, and a five way is like onions, beans, cheese, chili, and spaghetti. So I get the I get the little three way or four way, and then I order a couple of conies, and it's like the best. It's crazy comfort food. I can't tell if I like it as much as I like that, it reminds me of my dad's terrible cooking right after he and my mom got divorced because he would just, he would make this really heavy spaghetti. I don't think I've ever told the story on the internet. He made this really heavy spaghetti bolognese and like we would eat it for two or three nights in a row because dad wasn't much of a cook. And, but it was just like to call it, to call it bolognese would just be the most, you, you would, de- but that's Italy would declare war on me. Like, they would be so upset and but he would just shred a mountain of of cheese it like it would be inches of cheese on top of this bolognese to make it even remotely edible and then as soon as i saw this plate of of skyline chili with like inches of cheese on top i was like 
Christ, this I'm having like a I miss my dad moment in front of this plate of spaghetti. Like, so I don't know if it's like I mean I think the it, I think it tastes good. It doesn't make me feel good afterwards, but like what does? But it's very like there's that like nostalgia that Sue's is crying. I think Sue's crying about this. I've <laughs> never heard such a touching story it's about wonderful. Like, really, I I want to make a documentary now on uh, how much Skyline Chili has changed lives. It's just <laughs> we I'm are the so best marketing emotional. team I've ever met. <laughs> Although I I do Ohio. think that describing yeah, a five way as spaghetti bolognese that would make Italy declare war on you is apt marketing for like that's the best description of skyline that i've ever heard yeah well that was about my dad's cooking but i mean they can have it skyline can have it for a price and my price is like 11 dollars. <laughs> we, we gotta get you like we gotta at least get you like free chili for life or some swag or something I, i've got yeah, experience in this department from again yeah, some merch would um, be nice. our, yeah. our internet uh our our internet uh fame is what our uh pictures are um I, I don't know how many people who know me on the internet know me from a time that uh, I was sipping an orange Julius in outer space as uh, I do remember as, that. as part of an image that was uh, signed over with rights in perpetuity and for the uh, for for the universal usage of the Dairy Queen Corporation. And for as long as whoever was running the Dairy Queen social account, because I, I it was one of the Royals World Series. I think it was the first of the of the two that they appeared in. Um, I was out at a mall in Missouri, and uh, oh, is that the, it's a baby monitor that you got there? All right, um, it's like it looks like. You know, um, so I got an orange Julius. I hadn't had an orange Julius because I'm from New York, and we, you know, um, and and also um, hate oranges. The, Grown-ups in my figure, it, it, the grown-up figures in my life uh, would not have allowed such bullshit as ours. Julius, despite the fact that I drank totally like regular Pepsi, like out of like we drank just Pepsi at dinner every night. I don't know how the hell that. But worked. Orange Julius was a bridge too far. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, Orange Julius, no. Um, like some some mall food court shit. You're not doing that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Dairy Queen. That's how I found out that Dairy Queen owns Orange Julius, and and they liked the picture uh, so much that they were like, "Can we use this?" Um, and then uh, sent me a form that included uh, signing away the rights to that picture, uh, it, as far as uh, it included words about Universal, and and that was then the birth of the background behind me in said picture becoming. The, the many stars of, of Galactic Dairy Queen. Uh, <laughs> it's been a rich and great life that we've all Dairy that Queen. <laughs> yeah. I, I still have an Orange Julius apron that they sent me as a result of that. Um, oh and I think, Adrian, you... You've pestered the Rockies, but I think that uh, if if we can fuck around and and work on this, we can get you to throw the first pitch somewhere on the anniversary of wh- what is the anniversary of your uh, of your um, citizenship? 
May 19th, I believe. That might be May a little too soon. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to look at the baseballs. Maybe for the 10th maybe. anniversary. What? Yeah, maybe they'll sign me. Yeah, maybe I'll just yeah. get a job there. Here's another idea. You just keep messaging teams with that same story. They're not going to fact check yeah. it. Somebody will do it. I got the, tech, the Texans. With, the Texans. With, oh wait, no. That's. I mean, the Astros, not the Texans. God damn it! But that's can't, uh, can't, can't ask them now. <laughs> that's. I, I think. Uh, I think that's the big lesson to learn here. Ask companies for shit. They might yeah. think it's a good idea. And uh, speaking of which, I, I wrote this down on my very official. Uh, notes for the show, which I wrote down on a jury questionnaire <laughs> envelope. I had Super Bowl. I had baseball rules. We're 56 minutes into the show. We haven't really gotten to the extra rating rules. Uh, we talked about that in the DM, and that's cool. I'm sure everybody has their own opinion on that. And if you disagree with us, you are wrong. We are all in agreement um, about those new baseball <laughs> rules, and that's why we didn't talk about them. Uh, what I don't know if we're in agreement with, because it just came up, is the uh, – the baby of McDonald's and Panera. Um, <laughs> what are we thinking on this as far as the optimal? Like, how is that menu coming? Like, who's. You have to take some shit from McDonald's. Like, it can't all be Panera. And, and certainly, like, McDonald's, I'm going to go with. They are providing all of the sides in this relationship. Just the fries alone uh, yeah. bit blows away anything Panera has to offer. But from a sandwich point of view, just on a on a basic level, and, and you have to – we'll just make – because I'm making this game up on the fly. Um, this will be our game, Ask an Aussie. Um, as we proposed on the internet, I have not checked uh, the tweets to see if anybody – <laughs> Does one of you guys have a, a Twitter in your hand to see if anybody responded to that? Um, this will be tonight's Ask an Aussie for valuable internet points. Um, would you rather have a sandwich that was uh, McDonald's bread and Panera's sandwich components or Panera bread and uh, McDonald's sandwich components? Oh. Mm. You know what? I mean, when you and were... let's say that you will be getting a McDonald's fries and a Panera um, ultra caffeinated sweet iced tea thing. Um, I was I was just going to say that the caffeine is where Panera really yes. shines. I am thinking. So, like when I first thought of if Panera and McDonald's had a baby, first thing I thought a McRib on a baguette. So that being said, oh, just like the French do. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to get the French too. <laughs> you. I think Pete Rose, fuck him. <laughs> I think it's Pete Rouge in French. Uh, I have. I would have to say to answer the question in its merit on its merits. I. I mean, it has to be McDonald's fillings and Panera bread, right? Like no one. No one wants to eat a fancy chicken clubs. I mean, shit. I'm a McDonald's kid. I, I worked at McDonald's when I was 14. You know, I'm. I am. It's my nostalgia beyond nostalgia. Um, funny, a lot of my nostalgia revolves around food. I bet my therapist would have a ton to say about that. Um, 
<laughs> but like McDonald's always tastes like my teenage years because I grew up in the fucking kitchen at a McDonald's and now I'll go and get a cheeseburger when I'm having a miserable day. And I'll be like, Oh, I didn't have any, didn't have any bills to pay back then. Um, but I think you have to put the McDonald's fillings in the, in the Panera bread because you're not doing it the other way around. I don't want a tuna salad on a McDonald's cheeseburger bun. You know, it's not called I, Panera yeah. fillings. It's called Panera bread. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, like, look, play to their strength. Or in, in one very specific part of the country, the St. Louis Bread Company. Yes, very weird. What? Very weird how they do what? that. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what they. Yeah, what? they started in St. Louis as the St. Louis Bread Company, but huh. when they well, that, went well, outside the St. Louis area, entire... uh, the marketing department was like, "Yeah, you are not going to get anybody in the country to buy St. Louis Bread Company sandwiches." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, so points to their marketing department because that was absolutely Spot correct. On. Whoever their brand consultant was earned their money. Yeah. Do they still? Do you remember? You guys remember that day on the internet where we live, where the uh, some some guy posted a picture of a box of bagels that had been sliced vertically, and it was Louis like, style. oh, I served, yeah. him, I served him St. Louis style. And it was this huge, like all of the cheap, shitty websites yeah. picked up a thing and they're like, is this really St. Louis style or whatever? And I was going to ask you guys if you knew if it was actually St. Louis style, but if you hadn't heard the story, then you might not. Well, but story, but I didn't see that nonsense in St. Louis, but I also wasn't looking for bagels in St. Louis because I don't eat bagels outside of the tri-state area. Thank you. Somebody Which said it in Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah. <laughs> That for for me, that was a rule that came into play when I was in college in Philadelphia, and they opened up a bagel store on campus called Izzy and Zoe's. And I, oh, I I said a lot of swear words when I ate that bagel. Um, <laughs> but like shitty. even Philly, you can get better bagels than like sure most other places in the country. And that I'm sure you can. I never will. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, likewise, uh, before we go, let's, let's end on something that's a little bit happier, um, for our, our friends. I know that we are sponsored today by zerosax.com because Orlando Brown said to put that on a fucking t-shirt. And we listen to Orlando Brown when a large man with that size says, put it on a fucking t-shirt. We put it on a fucking t-shirt. Um, also, all of our sizes are the same price. That's something that's important to me. They they want you on the internet to charge more for the uh, the multiple XLs. And as somebody who has worn multiple XLs, fuck that noise. Um, that's it's not really a matter of making the uh, the smalls or anything more expensive. Um, it's just yeah, they the the main whatever. Um, where was I? It's talking about shirts. Right. Our other, uh, the, the, the site that I would have preferred to be advertising on our show today, uh, gobirdsgobirds.com, uh, still exists. Um, so in, in the spirit of that and in the spirit of, and Susie, I, I will be happy to, to send you some consolation, uh, merch as well. And, and really that's something we're, we're going to start doing that too. And we might as well start it now that, you know, guests on Willis Pod receive, uh, we have shit. We make shit. We should send some of this shit to our guests. Uh, it's not shit. It's quality merchandise. I'm wearing some right now. It's great. It's actually, I, I wear it 
It, it is quite it. nice, I will say. Um, I do love it quite a bit. But in, in the spirit of GoBirds, GoBirds.com, uh, what is your, your go-to cheesesteak? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you asked. Um, the first thing I always say, just to get it out of the way, when someone asks, Pats and Geno's are for tourists. Don't go there. <laughs> I, I will interject only to say uh, Pats is also for drunk college students and Geno's is for fascists. Oh, hmm. very specific. I had not heard that one. Um, but yeah, I, I always say literally any other cheesesteak you find in the city of Philadelphia will be the best cheesesteak of your life. But like I'm partial to gyms, unfortunately it burned down, but they will rebuild. It was Philly's Notre Dame. What? <laughs> oh, but that stupid church fire got a lot of attention and I did not hear about gyms burning down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Gyms on South street. <laughs> yeah. When did that happen? About a year I, how did I miss a news story about a fire at a sandwich shop that I haven't eaten in about in years in a city that I don't live in? I have a Google alert for that reason. <laughs> this is why we do Google alerts. That's on you. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. And, and what is your order? That's, that's the other important part. Ooh, you thank you a, for asking. Yeah. Um, uh, no whiz. I'm, I'm, I'm without. No whiz. You're just eating it loose? No. Oh, you, my gosh. No, I do, I do, no, I do provolone. Pro, provolone. Oh, I was I just going to say, what are, yeah. Gravel in there. <laughs> I mean, Scrapple is a breakfast food. Let's, uh... <laughs> there's a diner. There's a diner that my family goes to that has Scrapple fries. It's pieces of Scrapple cut into the shape of fries. And they eat them every time Whoa. they eat at this place. I think that Look, would be. I'm not gonna lie. I'm... No, you said scrapple fries, and I thought like shredded like scrapple over fries, like a nachos kind of situation. No, no, no. It's um fries made out of scrapple. Scra- yeah, like the Burger King. I, I'm not gonna lie though. Fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I posted pictures. Uh, on I'm not gonna lie. I oh, would. Sorry, continue. One hundred percent. Okay, I would one hundred percent eat that though. As as the the child or grandchild of uh, proud South Philadelphian, um, many many a summer vacation were highlighted by my grandparents uh, enthusiastically eating scrapple at all available times because it's obviously it's just not something you get in other places. And yeah. we lived in California at the time. My grandparents were were never as happy as when they got to have scrapple for breakfast. How are you supposed to? So it is much much like skylight chili. It is now this very like sort of weirdly uh, nostalgic, comforting thing. Yeah, it's, but it's too hot and greasy. How how like how do you pick that up? <laughs> like you don't pick up sausage links with your fingers. Um, I gotta go go I over to you could. and look for the pictures because it's fried, like they're fried, and then however they do it, I don't know. I don't even right. eat scrapple or any pork, all that matter. So you're more of a, a cream chip beef, uh, scrapple fries, <laughs> <Hatter set> scrapple. 
Scrapple fries. Uh, this is a recipe. Okay, yeah. These you could you could fuck somebody up by telling them these were falafel snacks. Um, oh, you gosh. could ruin someone's life, but yeah, they do kind of. They could pull off falafel. Cut. Right. Yeah, my oh. first thought was the like polenta fries that they do like that. Yeah, honestly, I think it's like a similar kind of texture. Yeah, this this is really easy from uh, Haberset Scrapple. Uh, the ingredients, one pound original Haberset Scrapple, frying oil, optional toppings, syrup, salsa, ketchup, apple butter. Directions, cut original Ooh. Haberset Scrapple oh, into I'm, slices like on, French fries. Hold on, hold uh, on. Let me just finish because this is real quick. Directions: Cut original Haberset scrapple into slices like French fries. Heat deep fryer to 425 degrees and fry slices for approximately seven to eight minutes. Place fries on plate and serve with salsa. Add a side of fruit and enjoy. <laughs> this, this, ironically, the salsa is where they lost me. <laughs> It's like I was, I was okay with the whole thing until we got the salsa, and that's where I've just got to draw the, the line. So you're you're more family. of an apple butter. I I would do syrup or apple butter, yeah, in a, in a breakfasty kind of situation. The, the yeah. uh, scrapple fries at the diner my family goes to, I think it's served with some kind of spicy mayo situation. Okay, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, that could work. So, so just straight up salsa, though. I'm not. That just feels wrong somehow. That's only that's, on. That's only it, it on. It feels Cinco like a hate crime. I, I know I said nachos, <laughs> yeah. but I was thinking yeah. more of a Northeast Philly Irish nacho, um, where you know, I like to call them a loaded fry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We. I don't know if you guys know this, but I, I started really, a nacho conversation with it, like a poutine kind of thing with a with scrapple involved. Poutine, yes, that would also be an acceptable thing to call the dish that you are imagining. Yeah, let's get on that. So we yeah. got that. We got the the Willits pen idea from I think before we started the show because Britt, you weren't here for for that. Um, oh yeah, that didn't make the recording. We'll get yes. into that. That's um, so we have that uh, business plan to ourselves. Y'all stay tuned for that, um, and we will return to the internet, and we will find each other here again. I'm sure because this was super fun. Um, Britt, you're from the internet. Is there any place that people should go find you on the internet uh, as we sign off? Uh, I, I am on Twitter uh, for as long as it still functions. And then I think I'm just going to fade into the ether at that point because I'm uh, 40 years old and too tired to learn a new social media platform. All right. Adrian, are, are you also uh, riding out? You are riding out the wave on Twitter. They, you will have to carry oh, my cold. Yeah. You'll have to take Twitter for my cold <laughs> dead hands. It might be Croft 34 or 35 or 36 or 37, but can't keep a good tweeter down, I guess. <laughs> Or else, <laughs> or a bad one. And and Susie, you are. Uh, you can find where are you, now, you. You can find me. At- you are. I'm, I'm. I'm interrupting you and talking all. I I was going to ask if you were actually in Colorado at the moment, if or if you were down in Arizona for spring training. A no, thing I- that we didn't get to in uh, 69 plus minutes of show here. 
Nice. No, no, I am I am at my house in Denver. I just left Arizona yesterday. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm back and forth between Arizona right now. Um, we did talk about you being in Arizona. Yeah, um, but you can find me. You can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Please do not try to find me in other places. Just the internet. Thank you. <laughs> And now we all slink back gradually into the internet as I meet the Mets is presumably playing over us in that piano way that uh, Bobby Ballantyne, our, our producer, uh, puts on at the end of the show. So that's playing us out. I'm talking, sounding stupid. Why are you still listening? Ferris Bueller at the end of the credits. Go home, go home, go home. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. <laughs>